This is Franciscan Voice, finding God's voice among us. You know, piña colada on the beach mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Sunday evening. That's a really good experience. <laughs> if you ever go to Miami, please try it. Hi, this is Brother Nicholas Romeo, and you're listening to The Friable Friar, a series from the Franciscan Friars Conventual focused on the critical Catholic question of vocational discernment. Throughout this second season, we listen to real friars tell the tales of their vocations. Here with Max Avila, one of our guys up here in Buffalo, currently teaching at St. Francis High School. This is your third 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 year year here. Uh, So tell us a little bit about yourself, what we should know about Max, your, your vocation story, how you found the friars, all that good stuff. Hi, um, thank you for having me here, uh, Nick. Um, I'm Maximilian Avila, um, all the way from Honduras. And I think my story begins there, in Honduras. I remember going to Mass and being part of the Catholic, local Catholic community with my grandma. And then as I grew older, I took more initiative on my own. I applied to be uh, an altar server, which at the time was the greatest honor of my life. (laughs) And little by little, I got more in touch with the church, more in touch with God. And as I grew, grew older, my experience of God grew as well. And that's how everything started back in Honduras. And then fast forward to, this is how I met these guys, the Friars, and yes, why I chose yes. that initial yes. I went, uh, surprisingly enough, right now I'm teaching at San Francisco High School, mm-hmm. and I also went to San Francisco High School. Let's see how the Lord works. Exactly, <laughs> in mysterious way. No, the high school I went to was a Catholic high school in Honduras, hmm. San Francisco High School. And two Friars were involved with the school. It was not a, a, a school attached to any religious community or to the diocese. It was just a regular private high school. And I went there and I got in touch with the friars. I got to know them. I got to know to experience more about them. However, I was surprised to be honest because for me, Franciscans were brown. Mm. Since my earliest memories, the Franciscans I knew were the Brown Friars. So one day in high school, I see this guy wearing gray. And I, I, I got intrigued. I got curious, to be honest, or so to speak. And little by little, asking questions, uh trying to find out more, to search more. I got to know them more and more. And the next town over in Honduras, from my hometown, the next town over is where the Franciscan Conventual Friars are Hmm. in Honduras. So I got to know them in my home diocese in Honduras, in the parish they take care of. And it was a, a really, really good experience. However, that was it. (laughs) 
I I I I got to know them. They were nice. They were really friendly, really community minded. But that was it. Beautiful people, very respectful, friendly people. But I never got the inclination to look for more. Mm -hmm. That came later. I was still active in my parish, my home parish, with the youth ministry. Um, I was a lector as well. I was a lector in my home parish. But that was it. I, th that was the level of my involvement with the church. And it was the level that made me feel good at the time. Mm -hmm. So God is wonderful. My life is wonderful. And that's it for me. And then I graduated high school in the year 2000. And then I went to college. And those four years of college were a very opening experience. Because I never stopped being Catholic. But I did reduce practicing the faith. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To put it in a very polite way. Pretty common experience for that, yes. for that age group. Yeah. Yes. I went to college and I would go to church when I needed to blame God for something that was happening. Mm. When I needed to cry, when I needed to vex, to, to express my anger. And that was, that was my relationship with God during those four years of college. And then something happened. Uh, my mom just one day, my mom was in the state. My mom came to the States in 1990, but I remained in Honduras. Mm -hmm. So one day out of the blue, my mom just let me know, you are coming to the States to live with me. That was 2004. Okay. Yes. I was about to finish college. I was a senior. And I said, okay, I mean, this, I, I saw that as, an, as a God. Honestly, I saw that as a God opening a door for me. Because I was a senior in college. And my mom was, oh, you are coming to the States. So I said, okay, let me go to the States. <laughs> you know, pretty much. I was... 22 at the time, and I came to the States in 2005. But my, my idea was to, to start from zero, leave everything behind. Uh, as painful as it was to leave my own country, my friends, my language, my food, and everything that is me. Mm -hmm. But I really, really came to the States with an open mind and with a, with a positive attitude. To, to see what was next for me. And I came to Miami. I grew up a lot during this time. I became more responsible because I needed to. I needed to pay my rent. I needed to pay my car insurance. And I needed to pay for my studies. You know? So that was, that was a very, very um, fruitful time. This is about three years, three years and a half in Miami. However, at the same time, <laughs> don't judge me, okay? But Miami is Miami. Miami is Miami. Yes. So I... You enjoyed all that Miami had to offer. <laughs> I did. I got to know people, classmates, Miami mm -hmm. Day College, immigrants, just like myself, mm -hmm. 
uh, from all over Latin America, from Panama, from Costa Rica, from Brazil. And because we were an international group of friends, of course, we went dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we went dancing, nightclubbing. We went to the beach. We went to the Florida Keys. Any glow sticks involved? <laughs> that's still a thing. Yes, they, they are still, yes, yes. Oh, dear. So, um, <laughs> you know, piña colada on the beach mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. Sunday evening. That's a really good experience. <laughs> if you ever go to Miami, please try it. For any social standard, people will say, oh, you had it all. Max had it all in Miami. And I did. I was going to school. I had my work, which means I had my own money. And I was opening my, I was forging my own future in the States. Yet something was missing. Something was missing. I wasn't completely satisfied. I was happy but not fulfilled. Mm. So, I trying to analyze the situation, trying to understand. I think that's key. That, that word is key. Trying to understand what was going on. What was happening inside of me. So, that's when I went back to the church. I went back to practice the faith. I went to confession after pretty much nine years of absence mm-hmm. from the sacrament of confession. I went to confession one day, one Saturday, and then I stayed for mass, visual mass, on that Saturday. And But I didn't say anything about I feel lonely or I feel empty, I want to be a priest. No, I just talked to the priest as any 24-year-old boy will, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, but the priest said, uh, just try to ask God what is next for you. And that advice, that piece of, of the advice, really struck something in me. Ask God what is next for you. So I did. In a very honest way, I think. In a very humble, yet very honest way, I asked God. What is next for me? And that's the beginning of my Franciscan journey. So uh, I went to Mighty Google. (laughs) (laughs) And I did. I googled Franciscans. The great discernment tool of the 21st century. The (laughs) Google. Yes. Yes. Now that I look back, I think that I went to the website just to... To have an excuse to give to myself. I did it. I didn't like it. So mm-hmm. I move on. Mm-hmm. I clicked the tab and I left maybe five, maybe six lines. Hi, I'm so-and-so from Honduras, living in Miami, Florida. This is my phone number. And that was it. Like three days later, I got a phone call from the vocation director at the time. And at that moment, my heart stopped. And I said, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) I got a phone call in reply. And we talked on the phone. We talked 10, about 12 minutes. Just, you know, the most basic Mm -hmm. 
question the most basic uh, information. And Father Vincent asked me, uh, may I call you again? And I say, oh yeah, yeah, please do so. <laughs> and that was the beginning of the vocation discernment. Mm -hmm. When Father Vincent asked me, may I call you again? And I say, yes. So what was it about the friars between the, yes, Father Vincent, you can call me back, and yes, I'll start postulancy, that you saw or experienced that kind of led you to say, all right, I could, I could do this. Uh, good question. Um, I only ask good questions. <laughs> excellent question, <laughs> to be honest. That I got to experience more friars in community, I was happily surprised to see the, the camaraderie between friars. I don't know if that was fake. <laughs> if that was just to impress the guys who are here. If it were, it worked. <laughs> because it made an impression in me. Yeah. When I saw the friars sitting at the table, having dinner, talking, sharing, because one of the, some of the friars were at school during mm -hmm. the day, and then during dinner time, they were sharing how the day went. Other friars went out for ministry, and they were sharing their experience. So that really, really uh, uh, impressed me. And I think that's, that's one of the checkbox in my list, you know, sharing, mm -hmm. community, being part of something, belong to something else. Some, some max words of wisdom you would give them to make a good discernment? You know, I would say two things. Mm -hmm. Number one comes from me, and number, and number two will come for, from Father Vincent Clark. Number one, I would say be honest with yourself. Don't try to lie to yourself saying, oh yes, this is beautiful, why feel good? If you feel good, you acknowledge. If you don't feel good, you also acknowledge that. Mm. Sadness, sometimes despair, are human experiences. But as difficult as those experiences are, they also teach something to us. Moments of sadness are teachable moments. We just need to be attentive to what sadness teaches us. What happiness, what joy, what despair teaches us. So be honest with yourself. That's what I will say. In no number two, what Father Vincent said to me when I was searching for something. I was afraid, of course. I didn't know what the future was. And I was with that in that dilemma. Should I? Should I not? Uh, what should I do? So Father Vincent said to me, try it. If you like it, you stay. If you don't, you go back. Mm -hmm. 
and that stayed with me even to this day, 11 years later. And I want to pass on that piece of advice. Try it. If you have the curiosity, if you have the, the doubt, or if you ever wonder how it's like, try it. If you like it, you continue discovering how it feels like. If you don't like it, at least you are sure that you don't like it, mm -hmm. that you are not called to this discernment. That's why it's discernment. You discern yes or no. So be honest and try it. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our website to discover other episodes at franciscanvoice.org.